So today's podcast is going to be a little different. We are starting a new type of episode that is strictly a story of an overcomer. We will have these types of episodes every so often, so please let us know what you think in the comments. Diary of an Overcomer was started to tell the inspirational stories of so many people that we knew that came through adversity and hardships and highlight the issues that had brought them to their brink and almost broke them. Issues like addiction, homelessness, and abuse. We hope by sharing these stories that we will provide encouragement and education about overcoming obstacles and thriving. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Jen Harp, and I'm solo for these story episodes. Before founding Big Girl on a Mission, I was the director of marketing at Shepherd's Gate for over 16 years. And part of my job was to capture the stories of the women that came through our program. Throughout that time, I sat down with hundreds of women and listened as they shared their life before coming to Shepherd's Gate. This is one of those stories. The overcomer's name is Shay. Shay showed up at Shepherd's Gate in a brand new Lexus. The license plates weren't even on it yet. She had driven from a high-end neighborhood in the Oakland Hills and had an interview at the shelter to volunteer. After getting a tour and sitting down for about an hour with an employee, she began to sob uncontrollably. The employee held her hand and asked her what was wrong. And Shay, for the first time ever, began to tell the story of how she had been trapped in an abusive marriage for over 28 years. Shay never went home that day. She filled out some paperwork and she became one of the first residents of a new expansion campus Shepherd's Gate had built that provided long-term housing and services. When Shay sat down with me, this was her story. Shay began her story telling me about her husband. He was a successful businessman. He was popular in the community. He was a deacon at their church. And everybody loved him. But that was not the man that she was married to. The man that she was married to pushed her out of a car as it was driving down the road because she refused to wear what he asked her to wear. The man that Shay was married to threw hot dinner in her face because she was late to the table after taking a phone call from her sister. The man that Shay was married to punched her in the stomach repeatedly when she was six months pregnant with their third child. The man that Shay was married to got so angry after a Christmas party he beat her head against the wall until she passed out and left her in the hallway until morning and then acted as if nothing happened at breakfast. Most of the abuse he hid from the children, telling her she would never see them again if she told anyone or tried to leave him. She couldn't remember the first time he beat her. He had done it so many times. She thinks it was after being married only a couple months and she had caught him talking to an ex-girlfriend from high school when he said he was at work. He came home that night and pushed her into the wall, slapping her face repeatedly. She was shocked and left and went to her parents' home thinking they would be outraged. Her mother told her she had to return home and make it work with her husband. It was then that Shay realized she had nowhere to go and no one to help her. So Shay endured, and for 28 years he abused her and repeated 
over and over again how no one would believe her if she tried to leave him. He repeated over and over again he would get the children in a custody battle because he had the means to support them. He told her he would kill her before she would disgrace him by leaving him. And daily he would tell her no one else would ever want her, that she was lucky to have him. And from the outside, it looked happy enough. If Shay couldn't take the kids to school in the morning because he had beat her so bad that she couldn't walk, he took them to school and told everyone that she was sick, and everyone told him what a great daddy was. And when she couldn't make it to some business dinner with him because she had bruises on her face, he jokingly said he had given her the night off to relax because she had a rough week with the kids. And everyone said what a great husband he was. As the years went on, she became more depressed, and he seemed to thrive more. And from the outside, even her family felt sorry for him because he had such a sad wife that he had to take care of. In the beginning, she remembers hoping and praying he would get better, and she would make excuses to herself for his abuse. He was working so hard. He didn't get enough sleep. The people at work didn't appreciate him. Excuse after excuse she would make for him after the abuse, and then she began blaming herself. If only she was a better cook, mother, wife, lover. If only she was skinnier, prettier, smarter. Shay tried to keep it together for the children. When he was at work and it was just her and the kids, she would dream of what it would be like to have a loving husband, how happy they could all be. But by the time the children were in high school, Shay had forgotten those dreams and just tried to survive. She became withdrawn and doctors prescribed her pills that made her sleep, so she drifted apart from her children as they one by one went away to college, leaving her with a husband that despised her and began to beat her more often now that there was no one in the home to hide it from. On one trip back from college, her youngest daughter confronted her, saying that all of her children knew about their dad's abuse, and they had all wondered why she hadn't left him. Part of Shay was relieved to know that her children knew she was abused and that that was the reason for her depression, but the other part of her was shocked that her daughter was so angry with her that she had never left their father, when she was only trying to do what was best for them. It just didn't make sense to her, but it started her thinking that maybe she could survive without him. She felt a tiny flicker of hope, and that Sunday she went back to church, and after felt a little more hope. At this time, her husband was having yet another affair and was actually spending three to five days a week living with the other woman. So with all this time on her hands, Shay got an idea to volunteer, and that's when she found Shepherd's Gate and made the appointment. She told me that she was so nervous to come to Shepherd's Gate that she drove around the block three or four times before she finally pulled into the parking lot. And then she sat in her car for 10 minutes, talking herself into going into the shelter. She let me know that as soon as she walked in the door, she knew she was supposed to be there that it was the place where God wanted her and that he would help her to heal. She said that as soon as she walked in, she knew she was not going back to him. Shay was one of those women that I remember when she first entered the program, she was a meek wallflower. She hardly would say a word. Her eyes were downcast 
and she would stay kind of in the peripheral of the room, wherever she was at, you would hardly notice her. And the longer she stayed in the program and the more she found out about how much God loved her, how he wanted her to have a purpose, she blossomed. There's no other word for it, really. She blossomed and bloomed and she became this vivacious, funny woman. I mean, very smart, clever She was an inspiration to the other women in the program. She was such an encouragement. Many came in with severe drug addictions and she would walk them through it. She would hold their hands when they cried. She was like a mother to all of them. And this is when she realized her purpose. She felt the most alive when she was helping somebody work through their issues and using the wisdom that God had given her throughout her years of abuse to help somebody else. So she went back to college and she began to get her degree in family therapy. So at this point, you might be asking yourself, what did the husband do? Did he come and break down the door? Did he chase her down? None of that ended up happening. He had moved on with his new girlfriend and filed for divorce from her, tried not to give her, of course, anything, which she had found a great lawyer and was able to get what she was owed, which is half of everything that they had acquired over the years. And that gave her a great nest egg to buy a little house and start again. Her family, unfortunately, did not support her in any of this. Her brothers and sisters thought that she should go back to her husband and try to work it out. But her children supported her completely, which between that and her relationship with God, she thrived. I mean, she looked different physically. She acted different. It was an amazing transformation that she made in that one short year of being at Shepherd's Gate. She graduated and ended up getting her therapy license and started volunteering. She didn't really need to work too much and and earn money. She had enough in that nest egg. The last time I talked with Shay, she shared with me how much God had done in her life by bringing her out of total blackness and into this bright, colorful world that she now lives in, being able to enjoy her children and now her grandchildren, and actually being able to help other people get through situations similar to like what she had endured for 28 years. Shay is an overcomer. Her story is an overcomer's story. Her story is full of hope. Hope to those who are living in that same darkness, pain, and fear that she had endured for all those years. Hope that life doesn't have to remain that way. There are people who care and who can help you. So if you are in that position right now, please reach out. There's a domestic violence hotline we'll put in the show notes, but also reach out and call Shepherd's Gate. Someone will be there to talk with you and to find you the help that you need. 
no matter where you're at. So thank you for joining me for Shay's Overcomer Story. I hope it was inspirational and encouragement to you. You can let us know in the comment section or uh, let us know on social media. Let us, we're both on Facebook and Instagram, and we'd love to hear from you. But until next time, my friends, have a great week and God bless.